The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. That's right, Bear Down Bears fans. It's time for another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Bears banter powered by Windy City Gridiron and SB Nation. Bill Zimmerman with you and the Chicago Bears are back ladies and gentlemen they are back they had a fantastic victory against the dallas cowboys that was the best victory the chicago bears have had in almost a year i would say that was the best victory since the packers game maybe the vikings game uh, at the end of last season but that was without question their best victory of the year that was the best that team had played on both sides of football and special teams throw that in there as well that was the performance of the Chicago Bears we thought we would see all year we're going to get into it here in a second just want to tell you though coming up a bit later in this podcast Nick Kwiatkowski Chicago Bears linebacker he will be on the podcast doing some great things around the holidays a toy drive we'll get all the details on that But we will talk Chicago Bears football with Nick and plenty to get into with him. He has been excellent, excellent filling in for both Danny Trevathan and now Roquan Smith. So let's get into this Dallas Cowboys game because this, like I said, this was the Chicago Bears football team we thought we would see all season long. That was a great effort by the defense. There was some NFL media, some national media that was trying to really dog the defense about how this was about a Bears offensive victory and that the defense didn't really perform that well. Because when you look at the box score, it looks like the Cowboys offense performed well, but they did not. Through three quarters of this game, the Dallas Cowboys offense did nothing. Dak was terrible. They had that great opening drive. Great opening drive, and after that opening drive, I mean, it was basically three and outs. That's all the Dallas Cowboys did after that. But what I really want to talk about here is this team overall. And let's get into the offensive side of the ball, because the Bears are almost getting themselves in a conundrum here, because Mitch Trubisky had been so bad for the bulk of the season that it was clear the Chicago Bears needed to move on at quarterback and do something bold if they were going to salvage what is a championship-caliber roster. 
minus the quarterback position. And then these last two games popped up. Now, there's been some local media that have said Mitch Trubisky has played very well for five games, and I am not buying that. I'm not going to sit here and dog Mitch Trubisky on this podcast, but I'm going to be objective and honest about what I've seen from Mitch Trubisky. You go back five games. You're talking about the first Detroit game, and yes, he had a great burst with those three touchdowns, but the offense other than that, what, eight, nine-minute stretch? The other 50 minutes of that game, the offense did nothing. It was nothing but three and outs. You cannot say that Mitch Trubisky played well. Because here's the thing. When we're evaluating Mitch Trubisky, we're not evaluating Mitch Trubisky against himself. You need to evaluate Mitch Trubisky as to what the Chicago Bears need at quarterback. So saying the Detroit Lions game, the first game, was to that point Mitch's first or second best game of the year, that's irrelevant because the other games were so poor other than the Redskins game, the Chargers game was eh, but that's irrelevant. That performance by Mitch Trubisky was not good enough for a championship-caliber football team. Then you get to the Rams game. The Rams game, it was terrible. I, I don't care about anything about what he might have looked like against Detroit. The Rams game was terrible. He may have been benched at the end of the game. There was some confusion. Who knows exactly what happened? But you can't say he played well against the Rams. You want to put some blame on some other things and not put as much blame on Trubisky for that performance? Fine. But you can't say that's good enough. Then we get to the Giants game. And, and to be objective about his performance in the Giants game, the stats looked okay, but this Giants secondary and their pass defense is terrible. It's arguably the worst in the NFL. We even saw it on Monday night against the Eagles. The Eagles were awful. And at halftime, the Giants hadn't, you know, the Eagles hadn't done anything. But still, in the second half, Carson Wentz was able to march down, score a couple touchdowns, win this thing in overtime, and threw for, what, 300 yards. So the Giants' defense is terrible. Mitch Trubisky, if you look at his passer rating and you look at his QBR in that game, and compare it to all the other quarterbacks. It was the second worst performance against the Giants for the entire season. Dwayne Haskins, who was dreadful, is the only one who was worse. So don't sit there and look at those games and say, oh, Trubisky was fine, because he wasn't good enough. Those three games, he still wasn't good enough. Now, put those games aside, and let's look at these last two games, because these last two games and you want to argue which game he was better in. I think he was better against the Lions, but the mobility was great to see against the Cowboys. That's irrelevant. Both those games, those performances from Mitch Trubisky, that's what the Chicago Bears need at quarterback. Those performances are good enough for a Super Bowl caliber team to win a championship. That's what we need to see out of Mitch Trubisky on a regular basis. Now... We know the Lions' defense is bad, especially on pass defense. The Dallas Cowboys, while they have a, a pretty good points against as a defense, their, their pass defense still isn't great. That's still a bottom third defense in the NFL, especially with pass coverage. So we still have to look at that. But at the same time, you still want to sit there and say Trubisky has to play the teams that are in front of him. And if he continues what he's done these last two games, in these final three games against good football teams, you want to argue how good the defenses are? Irrelevant. If Mitch Trubisky leads this team and wins two out of three or three out of three against three playoff caliber teams and finishes the final third of the season at that level, the Bears will have a conundrum going into next year because they're not going to know exactly what they have 
at quarterback, which is what you wanted to avoid. That answer was supposed to be given this year. Now it almost looks like this is a lost season, and we're punting that question to next year. So that's going to be a tough situation. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are going to have to navigate that one. Look, unless Trubisky really goes backwards and is really horrendous these next three games where they're like, wow, I don't know what happened those couple of fluke games, but this, is, these, he's, this isn't going to work. You're going to have Mitch Trubisky back on this roster next season. You're going to have his fifth-year option picked up in the just-in-case. Now, I certainly hope, and I do not think the Chicago Bears will extend him. Traditionally, quarterbacks get extended after three seasons. The Bears would be wise not to do that because with the fifth-year option, they still have two years of control with Trubisky. So you sit there and say, all right, Mitch, you gave us a third of a season. That's exactly what we wanted. Now give us 16 games. You give us 16 games, you're going to get the lucrative 30 to $35 million a year contract that you would deserve at that point. But they cannot invest in him now. I mean, look at the Rams with Jared Goff. And I get it, Goff still has some big games from time to time. But Jared Goff does not deserve that contract, and the Rams did not need to do that. They had two years of control, with the, with the again, with the fifth-year option. Tell Jared Goff he's got to do it again. I get it. It's coming off a Super Bowl appearance and all. But he was dreadful in that Super Bowl. He really was pretty bad after the Chicago Bears and Vic Fangio kind of gave you the blueprint on how to destroy Jared Goff. He was not good the rest of the season. He had a couple decent games. And now he's had a lot of problems this year. So the Bears need to be wise and not do anything with Mitch Trubisky. Then the question becomes, what are they going to do at quarterback. Well, if Mitch Trubisky is on the roster and Mitch Trubisky has his fifth-year option picked up, the Bears certainly are not going to go after someone like Cam Newton. They are not going to trade whatever draft picks they may have to bring in Cam Newton, who you will insert as the starter, and you will just make Mitch Trubisky QB2. If they want an open competition, that's not going to be Cam Newton. I don't think a lot of these quarterbacks would agree to open competitions. Ryan Tannehill and, and Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think they're leaving their teams. I think those teams will make sure they stick around. But I also don't think they would agree to an open competition because I think they will have an opportunity to start, whether it be with their current team. I mean, if Bridgewater wants to stick around with the Saints as a backup one more year because you know Breeze is going to be retiring very soon, that, that that's his prerogative and probably a smart one. But I don't even know if Andy Dalton would agree to an open competition. I think Andy Dalton would get a starting job somewhere. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about this is the quarterbacks I see as possible in the Chicago Bears situation with Trubisky installed as the starter or open competition. You get Case Keenum, you can get Alex Smith if his leg holds up, and you can get Marcus Mariota. Now, out of that group, the best one is Alex Smith. Because Alex Smith cannot demand a starting position coming off that injury. He knows Matt Nagy. He knows the system. And if he doesn't have it, he's a fine backup quarterback. And he'd be a great tutor to Trubisky in that same realm. And if Trubisky struggles, now you've got a guy who knows Nagy and knows the system and, and can perform in it, hopefully, if, if his health can hold up. So. That, that's the kind of options you're looking at. So it's going to be an interesting situation here in the offseason. But let's focus on the rest of this season because the Chicago Bears have opened themselves up to a chance at getting into the playoffs. And I've been saying this on the podcast for a couple months that this team was good enough to raise the fans' hopes one more time 
before they get crushed and probably crushed by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And and sure enough, sure enough, I kept sitting there and saying that. And after a while, I said, well, maybe that's not true because this team is not getting it together, not getting it together. And now they get it together. And now they're seven and six. And now there is a glimmer of a chance at the playoffs. And this is usually where they go into a place like Lambeau Field and Aaron Rodgers stomps on every player and fan's heart because that's what he does. And it's been a brutal decade plus with Rodgers doing that. Maybe the Bears can continue a hot streak. The Packers have not been as sharp lately. Maybe the Chicago Bears can go into Lambeau Field and get their record to eight and six. Who knows? Who knows? Again, the team that faced the Dallas Cowboys, they can go into Lambeau and win. The team we've seen most of the year cannot go into Lambeau and win. So it really just depends on what Chicago Bears team shows up here. If this is the Bears team that's clicking and continues to click, and hopefully Akeem Hicks is back, if all that really comes together, this Chicago Bears team is a Super Bowl contender. Now, the problem is the Super Bowl contending Bears may be sitting at home in January because it might be too little too late. We know the situation with the Rams' loss and not having the tiebreaker there, with the fact that they're a couple games behind the Vikings still and the three games back behind the Packers. There's there's so much to overcome, but it is not impossible. Now, I threw out a scenario that every Bears fan would love. I threw it out on Twitter, at ZimmermanSXM, and I understand. I, I don't know the odds, but they're microscopic odds. But this would be perfect if somehow... The Bears, Vikings, Packers, and Rams all finish 10 and 6. All of them finish 10 and 6. Here's the tiebreaker The Bears win the division via having the best division record out of that group. The Rams would have the tiebreaker over the Packers and Vikings. And therefore, the Bears would be the three seed playing the Rams in Chicago, wildcard weekend. And the Packers and Vikings would miss the playoffs. That would be sweet. Now, I understand that is a ridiculous long shot. This is what needs to happen. The Packers need to lose to the Bears this week. The Vikings need to lose to the Chargers this week. Not impossible. If, you're, if the Bears run the table, not impossible. The following week, Vikings play the Packers in Minnesota. Vikings win that one. Now you've got the Vikings and the Packers at 10 and 5. And if the Bears beat the Chiefs, 9 and 6. Then going into that last game of the year, the Bears play the Vikings. Can tie up the Vikings at 10 and 6. The problem is the Packers play the Lions. <laughs> Packers play the Lions in week 17. No Matt Stafford. The Packers are going to roll 31 to 6. But if somehow Detroit pulls that off, there you go. And on obviously the Rams need to finish 10 and 6 as well and they've got a couple tough games still coming up on their schedule so that is not impossible but we can't count on that all the bears can do at this point is go 10 and 6 and see what happens the Seattle victory over the Rams really hurt in that department because if they do go 10 and 6 and they do tie up the Vikings and the Packers do win the division at 11 5 12 and 4 whatever it might be then the tiebreaker goes to the Rams if the Rams are 10 and 6 and obviously the Bears don't have that tiebreaker so that loss to the Rams looms large but at this point look 
It's mid-December, and the Chicago Bears are still playing meaningful football, which the way this team looked at the end of October, beginning of November, you never would have thought that would have happened. So it's a big positive in a lot of ways. The offense really clicked. Montgomery looks good. The offensive line looks good. Trubisky looked good. Nagy's play calling looked good. The receivers looked good. The tight ends. Look, Burton's out and didn't look good. Shaheen's out and he didn't look good. Broniker's out. So when you get to the fourth, fifth, sixth tight ends, when you're getting to J.P. Holtz and Jesper Horstead, you'd sit there and say, well, obviously they're not going to look good when those other guys didn't, but they did look pretty good. And that was huge for the Chicago Bears, that they got a little tight end production. So maybe they can keep getting tight end production from some unique guys down the stretch here. It's going to be a fun three games. They got three hard games. If somehow they pull them off, it's it'll be a fun finish to the season. And maybe, just maybe, the Bears can sneak into the playoffs. And if somehow they do, a team that hot with that much talent, I don't care if they're going on the road, nobody is going to want to play the Chicago Bears. Now let's take a break, and when we get back on the other side, we will be joined by Bears linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski. You've got Bears banter. We'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better that's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. All right, welcome back into the podcast. Very excited for our next guest. He is the pride of Chicago Bears middle linebackers. There's Buckus, there's Erlocker, there's Singletary, and there's Nick Kwiatkowski. He joins us now. He's doing some great things for the toy drive. Nick, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, before before we uh, get into some Bears football here, let's jump into this toy drive here because this is the third time you've been doing this, really trying to do some things for uh, for the youth in Chicago. So, so why don't you dive in and tell us what, what you're doing and how people can participate? Yeah, so I'm working with uh, Care For Real. Uh, they're an organization in Chicago that help kids, especially around this time, the holiday season. So we're putting on a toy drive right now. Um, I just finished up a uh, appearance at the, uh, the Shaws at Northbridge. Um, where you can you can donate there and you can also donate at shake shack and in the city up until december 16th and if you can't make it to those places you can uh go online there's an amazon wish list that we have set up so there's multiple ways to donate but for me i mean working with care for real like you said i started this is my third year doing it and it's just, it's just grown so much you know and uh just having that holiday season that 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 feeling I mean, you walk around chicago i mean you see just the holiday spirit, the decorations, things like that. And, you know, just to bring that to kids who may not 
feel that every year. I mean, it's just it's a great feeling. Yeah, and I mean, kind of talk about that a little more because I, I know you're a, you're a pretty good family guy. I know you you get home to Pittsburgh as often as you can and, and visit with the family. So when you're trying to provide around the holidays, when family and, and just feeling loved and cared for matters, I mean, how much does that matter to you personally? Yeah, it's big. Um, like you said, I, mean, I make it home to Pittsburgh a lot. You know, growing up, I just remember being around my family around the holidays. Uh, you know, and then even college, when that was the time, I really got to see them because of football season, workouts, things like that. So, I mean, it's, it played a big role in my life. So, again, it's it's Care for Real. You can uh, you can donate now through the 16th at Shake Shack, and there's an Amazon wish list, plenty of ways to do it. So, we'll get back to that in a minute, Nick. Nick but I want to talk to you about some Chicago Bears football here because... This has been an interesting season, to say the least, for you guys. A lot of high expectations coming into the year. Got off to a pretty good start despite that Packers game. And then, you know, a real bumpy middle here. But you guys are really coming on strong. What's what's changed here the last few weeks to really get this team humming? Nothing really has changed. It was more of us, you know, just staying the course. Um, like you said, it's been a, a – we had a rocky few games. And, I mean, for us, it was just, you know – don't give up, you know, stay together and push through that, push through that time. And uh, we've done a great job of, you know, staying together and pushing past it and, uh, you know, just working as a team and not straying off path. And for you personally, what, what's this season been like? I mean, you've, you've always been a good special teams contributor and you've been kind of that, that main backup inside backer there but you know when when Roquan Roquan had the issue earlier you stepped in had a great game against the Vikings and now you've got the Danny Trevathan injury the Roquan injury and you you settle into a starting role not just have you been contributing but you've been fantastic how, how is it to the mindset to be a, a substitute player and be able to just jump in as a starter and contribute uh, my mindset I mean it's been the same uh you know, throughout the week, you know, whatever my role is, you know, I'm preparing like I'm playing, uh, preparing like I'm starting, preparing like I'm on all four special teams. So, you know, my the preparation is probably where it plays off the most. Um, just for me, I mean, I've been in a situation multiple times where you never know what can happen. You never know when you have to jump in there, maybe a play, a series, or an extended period of time. So just for me, it's just, you know, staying ready for that, that moment. All right, and, and, and one thing, I mean, you, you've always been a really great, you know, run stopper, blitzer, getting those gaps and, 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 and clog things up and, and make plays. But in your opportunities this year, your, your pass coverage has been really good, and I think you were kind of labeled as a, as a two-down backer, and, and you've really, really excelled, I think, in, in pass coverage as well. How, how have you worked to improve your all-around game for, for this season? Um, I mean, really my... Like off season work, things like that. I mean, it hasn't changed much. Um, you know, I mean, from the biggest thing for me is just you know, film, watching film, things like that. Um, you know, studying the game, knowing what to do, uh, studying the opponent, things like that. I think that makes me a much better player. And you know, and, and I mentioned the Roquan injury here, and he he just gets moved to IR. Uh, I mean, you you know how good he is and what kind of a special talent he is. I, I know the defense has a lot of talent, but but how tough is that injury for the defense? Yeah, you know, anytime someone gets hurt, it's rough, uh, especially a guy like that. I mean, Roquan, I mean, being out there the past couple of games, I mean, I've really got to see, I mean, how I mean, he communicates, how he runs the defense. Um, but, I mean, I mean, since last year, I mean, I've known how fast he is, um, how hard it's, how hard he plays. He's a guy that's always around the ball. He flies around and he just makes plays. And, and with, with him and Danny out – 
Uh, Kevin Pierre-Lou has got an opportunity to get a lot of defensive snaps against Dallas, and he really stepped up and made some big plays. What's, what's, what's it been like playing with him, and how impressed were you uh, with him on Thursday? Yeah, he did a great job. Um, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. I mean, he did it in the Vikings game as well. You know, he gets his opportunity as well, and he makes plays. Um, it's something that we see in practice. He's another guy of preparation. You know, he's in there every day it's with the same mindset. So it's not surprising, but, I mean, he's been doing a great job. In, in terms of these injuries, I know Danny Trevathan seems to be kind of week to week. I, I don't know exactly what his status is. Maybe you can shed some light on it. But Akeem Hicks potentially could be back this week. How excited would you guys be for, for Hicks coming back and, and maybe Danny down the line as well? Yeah, I mean, anytime you can get someone back like that, it's great, um, especially leaders, vocal guys. I mean, it's great. It's great for the team. It's great for the defense. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure their status either. Um, but, you know, I – just like I said, I mean, anytime you get someone, someone with that leadership, you know, someone that good, I mean, it's big for us. Well, and, and let me ask you about the Cowboys game. I mean, we talked about how, how well you've been playing, how well Kevin Pierre-Lewis played. But to be honest, that Cowboys game for me, that might have been the best game that you guys played all season in terms of every side of the football. You guys pinned them deep on special teams. The defense was great. I mean, for three quarters, Dak Prescott did nothing. Trubisky and the offense really hummed. To me, that Bears team that we saw against the Cowboys is is the Super Bowl contender I think Bears fans expected all season long. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can get uh, three sides of the ball working together like that, it's great. Um, but, I mean, on that same note, I mean, you gonna, you, it's just not going to happen every, every game. So, that's where the defense, you know, we pick up the offense. The offense, we have to pick up the defense, you know, special teams as well. So, I mean, that's all part about, you know, being a team. Um, you know, we're not going to have that every game. So, it's just just us coming as a whole, you know, pick up where we need to and uh, just keep it rolling. Now, I, I know you guys need some help. You don't control your own destiny. But sitting at 7-6 with three games to go, the, the playoffs are still a possibility. Is that something you guys talk about in the locker room? Uh, where do you guys sit with your with your playoff chances? Yeah, it's not something we really talk about. You know, we have to take care of what we need to take care of first. Um, everything else will play out. Um, for us, it's just one game at a time. You know, we got we got the Packers this week. Let's worry about that. Last week, we had the Dallas Cowboys, and it was just worry about that. You know, when that's over, on to the next one, and you know, everything else will take care of itself. Well, you mentioned the Packers, and obviously that's that's a big rivalry. I mean, is is that something that the that the locker room still feels? I know the fans really get into to, into this rivalry. I think a lot of times, you know, athletes don't don't you know, especially in the professional level, collegiate level is a little different. I'm sure you guys you have plenty of memories of that backyard brawl, you know, the Pittsburgh West Virginia games. But uh, you know, it's different in an NFL locker room. Does, do you guys get amped up more for the Packers and some of the other rivals than you do for those other games? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a lot because of the rich history behind the game. Um, you know, we started the uh, season off with them. Obviously, a lot of hype around in that game, just being the first game of the NFL season, 100th year, all that. But uh, we, know, we know the history behind the game and how important it is to the fans in the city. Now, are you personally looking forward to this game? I mean, I know uh, week one last year wasn't a good one for you. You've put that behind you and had a great season. Are, are you looking uh, at, at 12's eyes and, and ready to, to jump in on a pass and, and maybe pick off Rodgers? Oh, I mean, I'm absolutely excited for I mean, for every game, to be honest. But this one, yeah, just with the situation we're in, and, you know, it's another opportunity. Um, I'm going to take, take it just like I have the past couple weeks, and uh, we'll see what happens. 
All right, last one for you because uh, I, I know you're a free agent at the end of the year. I know you're focused on the season, but how much have you enjoyed your time in Chicago? Is is that where you want to stay? You know, I love Chicago. Um, you know, I haven't really even thought about the end of this season. Um, there's a lot of football left here, and uh, that's another thing. You know, I'm gonna t- focus on these last couple games. You know, focus on this game and everything else to take care of itself. Uh, honestly, I haven't really even thought about what's next. All right, fair enough. Now, uh, what is next, though, is the Care for Real uh, annual toy drive. Nick Kukowski doing a great job with it. Nick, if you could just remind all the fans listening exactly how they can participate. Yeah, they can participate. Uh, come to the shops in Northridge Mall, drop a toy off there. There's also locations uh, at Shake Shack, nine, nine Shake Shacks around the city. And then then you get a free Shack Burger when you, when you donate. Um, and then if you can't make it to any of those locations, you can also um, go online. There's an Amazon wish list. Uh, it's connected to my, my Instagram, Twitter. So um, that's probably the easiest way to donate. All right, there it is. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski's third annual toy drive, working with Care for Real, and the Chicago Bears, 7-6, and six, driving for a playoff spot. Nick, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, there he is, Nick Kwiatkowski. Great thing he's doing there with the holiday toy drive. So if you can participate, help the youth around the Chicago area, that would be a great thing. I think we all should do that. Holiday's a great time to give back to the community. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's Packers week. Get fired up because we got a Packers game that matters and something that the Bears can really put a stamp on this season and say they have turned things around. It's a big game for Trubisky. It's a big game for Nagy. It's a huge game for the defense to see if they can shut down Aaron Rodgers again. It's going to be a lot of fun. And maybe, just maybe, when I join you next week, the Bears will be at 8-6 and and inching ever so closer to a playoff bid. That's going to do it for Bears Banter. We will talk to you next week. Bear down, everybody. Beat those Packers. Adios. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot, because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.